In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Almighty God, unto whom all hearts be open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hid, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of thy Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love thee and worthily magnify thy holy name. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Ye that do truly and earnestly repent you of your sins, and are in love and charity with your neighbours, and intend to lead a new life, following the commandments of God, and walking from henceforth in his holy ways, draw near with faith, and take this holy sacrament to your comfort, and make your humble confession to Almighty God, meekly kneeling upon your knees. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, we have sinned against thee and against our neighbour, in thought and word and deed, through negligence, through weakness, through our own deliberate fault. We are heartily sorry and repent of all our sins. For the sake of thy Son, Jesus Christ, who died for us, forgive us all that is past, and grant that we may serve thee in newness of life, to the glory of thy name. Amen. Almighty God, who forgives all who truly repent, have mercy upon you, pardon and deliver you from all your sins, confirm and strengthen you in all goodness, and keep you in life eternal, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen.
The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Let us pray. We beseech thee, O Lord, pour thy grace into our hearts, that as we have known the incarnation of thy Son, Jesus Christ, by the message of an angel, so by his cross and passion we may be brought unto the glory of his resurrection. Through the same, Jesus Christ, thy Son, our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and for ever. Amen. A reading from the prophet Isaiah. Moreover, the Lord spake again unto Ahaz, saying, Ask thee a sign of the Lord thy God. Ask it either in the depth or in the height above. But Ahaz said, I will not ask, neither will I tempt the Lord. And he said, Hear ye now, O house of David. It is a small thing for you to weary men, but will ye weary my God also? Therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel. This is the word of the Lord. A reading from the book of Hebrews. <clears throat> For it is not possible that the blood of bulls and of goats should take away sins. Wherefore, when he cometh into the world, he said, Sacrifice and offering thou wouldst not, but a body hast thou prepared me. In burnt offerings and sacrifices of sin thou hast had no pleasure. Then said I, Lo, I come, in the volume of the book it is written of me, to do thy will, O God. Above, when he said, Sacrifice and offering and burnt offerings and offering for sin thou wouldst not, neither has pleasure therein which are offered by the law. Then said he, Lo, I come to do thy will, O God. He taketh away the first, that he may establish the second. By the which will we are sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. This is the word of the Lord.
The Lord be with you. Hear the Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Luke. Glory to thee, O Lord. And in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came in unto her and said, Hail thou that art highly favoured, the Lord is with thee, blessed art thou among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying, and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favour with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb, and bring forth a son, and shalt call his name Jesus. He shall be great, and shall be called the Son of the Highest, and the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob for ever, and of his kingdom there shall be no end. Then said Mary unto the angel, How shall this be, seeing I know not a man? And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. And behold, thy cousin Elizabeth, she hath also conceived in her old age, and this is the sixth month with, with her who is called barren. For with God nothing shall be impossible. And Mary said, Behold the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. And the angel departed from her. This is the Gospel of the Lord. May I speak in the name of the living God, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Amen. I am standing in the Lady Chapel today for this sermon. One of the little joys of filming is that we can jump around a bit like this. And where better in London to preach on Lady Day than this chapel, the site of the only recorded visit of the Blessed Virgin Mary in London some point, I think, in the 12th century, although it isn't actually recorded in the Book of the Foundation when the visitation occurred, when she came to tell off Canon Hubert and his fellow monks for their lackadaisical approach to worship. There is something special about physical space, especially those places that have been hallowed by worship or the presence of the holiest of people. We know them when we find them, those places of stillness and beauty and immense power of prayer. Nazareth is a bit like that. I don't know if you've ever visited, 
But if you haven't, I'll tell you this much. It tries its very best not to be a place of stillness, beauty, or immense power of prayer. As you approach the Church of the Annunciation, you are met with an enormous banner proclaiming, God does not beget, neither is he begotten. A friendly message from some of the church's more aggressive Muslim neighbours. Within the church, at the top level, level, it's a vast 1950s church on three levels. At the top level, you're met with a giant mural, or mosaic, I can't quite remember which, proclaiming Unam Sanctum Catholicam Ecclesiam, with a vast army of popes and cardinals being welcomed into heaven by the Blessed Virgin Mary. A friendly message from some of the church's more aggressive Roman Catholics. And there, at the bottom, on the lowest level, is a cave. Not a house, but a cave. Cast out all those images of the Virgin Mary sitting in a nice house with a reading desk, doing some needlework and all the rest. No. From the earliest times it has been believed, and now confirmed by the latest archaeology, that the town of Nazareth was mostly made up of cave dwellers in the first century BC. The same is true of Bethlehem. Where do we go to find the place of Christ's birth? A cave, underground, the part of the cave where the animals were kept. This was no rich Rome with its multi-storied insulae for, for the poor to live in. Oh no, this was a cave, cool in the summer, warm in the winter. And now, despite the best efforts of everyone around it, one of the most holy and peaceful places in the world. Because place matters for an incarnational faith. For a faith based around the incarnation, the being made flesh of God himself and the dwelling of that God among us. The physical reality of our lives is not an afterthought for the God who lived a life among us. It is at the heart of it all. He was Jesus of Nazareth because where he came from mattered. He was brought up by a woman whose genes he shared and from whom he learned to drink, to eat, to speak, to love as a human being. He was judged for being from Nazareth. Our very own St. Bartholomew, before he met Jesus, said snobbily, can any good come out of Nazareth? The birth of Jesus of Nazareth in a cave in Bethlehem is only the start of a series of scandals that revolutionized the world. God, born in a particular time, in a particular place, to a particular people, not universal, but particular. A Jew, a man, a human male, born in the Middle East, a Semite. When Augustus was emperor in Rome, very particular, perhaps even exclusive. But actually, no. It's the most inclusive thing he could have done. To be human is to be placed, placed among other people, in a particular time, in a particular place, 
The reality of all of our existence is that we live in our context. And the context of this chapel is the people who built it, the people who have prayed in it, the people who have lived around about it, the virgin who visited it, the reformers who tore it from its church, the printers who bought it and who worked in it, the young American who was apprenticed here and went on to write the Declaration of Independence, the readers who bought the books which were printed here, the architect and wardens who bought it back and turned it back into the Lady Chapel of the Priory Church, the artist who painted this work that we cannot see because it's covered up for Passion Time, but we would see in normal times, and if you haven't seen it, come here and see it. The men and women who have prayed here, wept here, been married here. The people who have given their money to rebuild this week before it falls in. Some a great amount, some a widow's mite, but all the gift of love and care. And I'm delighted to say from this Lady Chapel that we have achieved our goals, that we have raised all of the money necessary to be able to repair the roof, well over £300,000. We thought we'd got there, and then the price, the cost went up hugely during the first lockdown. And I thought we weren't going to be able to repair it before at least one more winter with all of the rains had passed. But no, the gifts of so many, and the gifts of a number of grant-making bodies have meant that we're going to be able to start work repairing this roof. Thanks be to God. That, all of that is the context of this place. That is the incarnate reality of our faith here in this corner of West Smithfield and of the church beyond this chapel and the hospital beyond that. We are celebrating our foundation today. These have their own incarnate reality too. The jester who dreamt of his priory and made it real. The monk who built the oriel window in the middle of the nave. The doctors who have laboured in the hospital. The nurses who have served in the wards and formed the League of Barts nurses that still does such good work to this day. The artist who created the golden statue at the entrance of our church. All of this has its context and tells the world that God is everywhere, yes. But for us, right now, God is here, working with each of us in our particularity because he had his in his time. And today, on this 898th anniversary of the founding of this incarnation of God's church, we are launching a little bit of a scheme to keep it going and develop it further. We are launching a Friends of Great St. Bartholomew. A small little annual fee, £25 for a friend, £45 for a couple, £10 for a student, someone unemployed or someone under 25. We hope to build up, first of all, most importantly, a community of friends of this church. Not just of those who come every week, but those who feel some love and affection for this place and want to be connected to it, wherever 
you are in the world. And that's why it's so important for this to be launched at a time when you are watching. You, our friends, our new friends, our old friends, who have been joining us online throughout this pandemic. There will be all the usual things of a friend, a newsletter, keeping you up to date with everything that's happening, a special service just for you, a drinks party, a discount at the shop, that sort of thing. But the really important thing is getting us together, letting us be the context of this particularity here in the city of London and online. So join up. Roll up, roll up and join the friends and be a part of our special journey as we head towards the 900th anniversary of this place being founded. Two years today. Mark that one out in your diary. And celebrate with us this incarnate reality where we celebrate together the great incarnate reality which was announced all those thousands of years ago in Nazareth. Hail, thou that art highly favoured the Lord is with thee, blessed art thou among women. Amen. And amen. I believe in one God.
Let us pray to the Lord our God as we honour this day the Blessed Virgin Mary at her Annunciation. Almighty God, who has spoken to thy people in many and diverse ways in times of old, we thank thee for the word of the prophet foretelling the day when a virgin would conceive and bear a son who would be God with us. Help us to look forward to thy deliverance and to seek the fullness of thy kingdom. Lord, in thy mercy. Hear our prayer. The angel declared Mary to be full of grace and told her she would be the mother of the Saviour. May we, like her, be open to thy word and obedient to thy will. Lord, in thy mercy. Mary rejoiced with her cousin Elizabeth and declared thy glory, saying, My soul doth magnify the Lord. May we, having confidence in thee, always find true joy in our hearts. Lord, in thy mercy. The prophets declared the Christ child to be the Prince of Peace. May the coming of his kingdom bring peace to the warring peoples of the world. Lord, in thy mercy. At the foot of the cross, Mary received her son's lifeless body. Receive into thy hands, we pray, those who have departed this life in thy faith and fear, both the recently departed and those whose anniversaries fall about this time, and grant unto them everlasting light and peace. Lord, in thy mercy. Rejoicing in the communion of Blessed Mary ever Virgin, the Holy Apostle Bartholomew, Pra here, and all thy saints, we ask that we may join with them and with the angels and archangels to sing thy praises in thy heavenly kingdom. Lord, in thy mercy. Hear our O God of love, who in a world estranged from thee didst send forth thy Son to turn humankind from darkness to light, and from the power of Satan to thyself, the living God. Overcome in us, we pray thee, all pride and self-will, and remake, remake us as a people, a humble people, in whom thou art well pleased, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.
is my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Father Almighty. May the Lord accept this sacrifice at your hands to the praise and glory of his name for our good and the good of all his church. The Lord be with you. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is he right so It is very meet, right, and abundant duty that we should at all times and in all places give thanks unto thee, O Lord, Holy Father, almighty, everlasting God. And now we give thee thanks, because by the power of the Holy Spirit he took our nature upon him and was born of the Virgin Mary, his mother, that being himself without sin, he might make us clean from all sin. Therefore, with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify thy glorious name, evermore praising thee and singing.
All glory be to thee, almighty God, our heavenly Father, who of thy tender mercy didst give thine only Son, Jesus Christ, to suffer death upon the cross for our redemption, who made thereby his one oblation of himself once offered a full, perfect, and sufficient sacrifice, oblation, and satisfaction for the sins of the whole world, and did institute and in his holy gospel command us to continue a perpetual memory of that his precious death until his coming again. Hear us, O merciful Father, we most humbly beseech thee, and grant that by the power of thy Holy Spirit, we receiving these thy creatures of bread and wine, according to thy Son, our Saviour Jesus Christ's holy institution, in remembrance of his death and passion, may be partakers of his most blessed body and blood. Who in the same night that he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks to thee, he brake it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take, eat. This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Likewise, after supper, he took the cup, and when he had given thanks to thee, he gave it to them, saying, Drink ye all of this, for this is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the remission of sins. Do this as oft as ye shall drink it, in remembrance of me. Wherefore, O Lord and Heavenly Father, we, thy humble servants, having in remembrance the precious death and passion of thy dear Son, his mighty resurrection and glorious ascension, entirely desire thy fatherly goodness mercifully to accept this, our sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving, most humbly beseeching thee to grant that by the merits and death of thy Son, Jesus Christ, and through faith in his blood, we and all thy whole church may obtain remission of our sins and all other benefits of his passion. And although we be unworthy through our manifold sins to offer unto thee any sacrifice, yet we beseech thee to accept this, our bounden duty and service, not weighing our merits, but pardoning our offences, and to grant that all we who are partakers of this holy communion may be fulfilled with thy grace and heavenly benediction. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, by whom and with whom and in whom, in the unity of the Holy Ghost, all honour and glory be unto thee, O Father Almighty, world without end. As our Saviour Christ hath commanded and taught us, we are bold to say, 
Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive them that trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. We do not presume to come to this thy table, O merciful Lord, trusting in our own righteousness, but in thy manifold and great mercies. We are not worthy so much as to gather up the crumbs under thy table, but thou art the same Lord, whose property is always to have mercy. Grant us therefore, gracious Lord, so to eat the flesh of thy dear Son, and to drink his blood, that our sinful bodies may be made clean by his body, and our souls washed through his most precious blood, and that we may evermore dwell in him, and he in us. Amen. Draw near with faith. Receive the body of our Lord Jesus Christ, which was given for you, and his blood, which was shed for you. Take this in remembrance that Christ died for you, and feed on him in your hearts by faith with thanksgiving.
Let us pray. O God most high, whose handmaid bore the word made flesh, we give thee thanks that in this sacrament of our redemption thou dost visit us with thy Holy Spirit and dost overshadow us by thy power. Strengthen us to walk with Mary the joyful path of obedience and so to bring forth the fruits of holiness through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Wow. I think you'll agree with me just how wonderful it was hearing the upper voices of our choir today singing for us for Lady Day and uplifting our hearts and souls as they have helped lift them up throughout this season of pandemic. It has been a real privilege to be the rector here trying to work out all the different ways that we could respond to this crisis and to have a choir that has been so willing to step into the breach so often in so many different ways. If you, if you liked this evening's service, we've got a lot more for you coming up in the next few, in the next week or so, as we enter into the darkness and mystery of Holy Week and come out the other side in the joy of the resurrection. So I invite you to join us for Palm Sunday, both at 11 o'clock and at 5 o'clock, um, for Maundy Thursday, for Good Friday, for the Easter Vigil, and for Easter Day. There's so much that we have to offer online, and so much that we have to offer in person. And you can, if you're in London and able to travel, you can flit between the two, you can join us all in person or join us all online, but I do invite you to join us if you can. As you heard in the sermon, we're launching the Friends today. And I hope that you feel enthused to join the Friends of Great St. Bartholomew, to be part of that community, wherever you are in the world, that says, this is my church in London. This is a church that I love and care for. Whether it's one that you're able to come to every week, one that you're able to join us uh, for, well, join us every week online, or one that you only are able to come to from time to time when you're in town or when it's a high day and holy day. Whatever it is, join us if you are, if, if you consider yourself a friend of this church and this parish. And let's see what we can make of this new gathering. So do click on that link to go and become a friend. And also, click on the link to enable you to make your offering today. Back in the old days when there'd have been a, tray, a plate going round, was thrown in a fiver or a tenner. We, well, can't really send around a plate to your house, but what we can do is send you a link to, um, on the U YouTube, Facebook, website, and so on, whereby you can make your donation that way. And I ask you to do so, because our wonderful choir, well, can't live unless we feed them. And we need to be able to feed them, we need to be able to pay them, and so we need, this wonderful building can't stay up unless we pay for it to stay up, and all of the work that we do can't happen unless we're able to afford to do it. So I invite you to give what you can to support us on this, the anniversary of the founding of this church and as we head into Holy Week and Easter. And now I invite you to bow your heads and to pray for God's blessing.
Jesus, the Son of God, born of Mary, fill you with his grace to trust his promises and obey his will. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost, be among you and remain with you always. Go in the peace of Christ. Thanks be to God.